So me and Jimmy one day were at work and we were thinking, uh, hey, you want to go across the street, grab a cup of coffee? And uh, Jimmy's like, yeah, let's go get a cup of coffee. Ah, I don't even drink coffee, but uh, I thought it'd be good to uh, go across the street, get like an energy drink or something like that, you know, like a monster, like a sugar-free guy or something like that, you know, a nut caffeine, a tiptoe, a cow on a Tuesday. We go across the street. Korean guy says he's not taking any cards. I don't have any cash, you know. So I say, okay, here's my card, you know. It's about a $3.50 purchase, but all right, you know, we'll run it through anyway, you know. And a Roman wasn't built in a day. So I give him the card. He swipes the card. He said, no good. We do this about three times back and forth. And Jimmy's like, you know why they're doing that, right? They're trying to charge you the interest charge. They want you to have cash, but he's not going to take your cash. So you got to run the card, and they want to charge you the interest on the card. Either way. The whole thing stinks. Afterwards, I was thinking to myself, how funny would it be if that guy the entire time was doing that elaborate spiel just so he could fuck me on that 25 cents? You know what I'm saying? Anyhow, then I found out that I had uh, a gout. Can I talk to Nick, please? Oh, right. Yeah, here he is. Hey, uh, are we going to do this? Are we ready to? Okay. Geek podcast for the rest of us. My name is Jonathan McBride. I'm a comedian in the New York cities, and with me, as always, is my friend from the band Sequels, Nick Stevens. Hello, Nick. Hello, hello, hello. Nick, what does the rest of us mean? What does a geek podcast for the rest of us even mean? What does that even mean? It's the rest of us. It's everybody else that's not a nerd. That's not possessed. That's not obsessed. That's not repossessed. That's not reobsessed. And we can just be normal. You know, it's interesting. You're kind of a, were a nerd growing up, right? And then you you have kind of come to the middle ground, okay? You've come, I guess. You've relaxed, right? And I was not a nerd growing up, and I kind of am getting into nerd shit in the last few years of my life. And so we're both kind of in this middle ground of conversation coming together. I'm like, hey, that used to be a comic book. And you're like, yes, that did used to be a comic book. It was black and white and upside down, and you had to use invisible ink decoder to read it. But that's what they did. No, that's right. Yeah. And so, I, like, you have all the interesting facts about the shit that doesn't matter, and I have all the inter- right. I have all the interesting questions about the shit that doesn't matter. So it's yeah, sure, yeah. It's a geek podcast for the rest of us because we don't take this shit that serious. If they use it's not the, that if serious. they if Superman has underwear on or not, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't care because Henry Cavill just needs to be naked. Wait, I think the real definition of the nerd is really just anybody or anyone rather that is obsessed or fanatic about one particular thing i mean absolutely car nerd sports nerd i mean i think oh, these nascar comic they, nerds, these nascar nerds they're whew, they get into that buddy right but yeah. they don't say nerd everyone associates nerd with the <laughs> but it's not yeah. you know what i'm saying it's but, really and I'm not even, who's a fanatic i'm not even hating on nerds baby i'm not even hating of on course them. not hell of no. course not hell no hell no i got I, I, have a VCR. I have a captain america shirt and a batman shirt but amen yeah but i ain't putting on that batman shirt until like because i've been working out doing the jujitsu trying to get in shape of course you have yeah, i ain't putting have. that batman shirt on until i look like maybe hey is that batman you know what i'm saying like that's so, is that Batman? so i got a long way to go is that is why is bruce wayne is wearing his batman shirt out in public because that's not a good disguise. is that batman yeah yeah i got you uh nikki lay it on me nikki, What's i new? haven't talked to you huh? in a long time man i thought you were mad at me I know. but it's probably just we're both busy or whatever but um so busy yo I saw a movie that blew my mind. What's that? Bridge of Spies. Have you seen Bridge of Spies? Oh, I haven't. I heard it's good. Ooh, I thought, here we go, another movie. It's probably going to be whatever. I'll catch it on cable, whatever, whatever. Right. Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was Spielberg yeah. before I watched it. So anyway, I watched that movie, Nikki, and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And It's it, good, it, huh? Yeah, it's really good. It immediately made me start laughing at comic book movies because <laughs> i'm like with those because oh. this this movie's about serious shit this is a serious movie with serious shit and um and uh yeah i just was like what do i care if star wars is good or not because bridge of spies is fantastic and it's about real real deal holy field stuff 
But yeah, hot, what's his uh, hot, what what's his name? That guy won the best supporting actor, right? Yeah, the, um... yeah, which surprised me because he was great, but I don't think he was best supporting actor great. But uh, oh. not compared to Sylvester Stallone and Creed. Are you kidding me? Creed, Creed, Creed got applause in the theater when I saw it. So and mm. Stallone was great. So let's, but the Oscars are stupid. They're just stupid. Ah. Uh, uh. Uh, anyway, uh, highly recommend Bridge of Spies. Nick is pro Oscars. You know what? I'm not. You know what? I'm not pro Oscars necessarily, but I am just happy that my man, Mr. Leonardo de fucking Caprio, finally got a goddamn overdue you're pretty, Oscar. You're pretty intense. The right man now. doesn't. He doesn't make a bad movie, and he's been snubbed like five times in a row. So did you see the Revenuer? Oh my god, I saw the Revenuer, and it was fantastic. Was it, really? it was dark. It was beautiful. He wrestled a bear. Oh, my wrestled a bear God. Too. Let me ask you a question there. Uh, the, oh, my now, God. When you say great. dark, it's, people celebrate dark too much sometimes. Like, I saw Creed. Creed no, is uplifting. Creed no. had moments of darkness, but then it had uplifting. Revenant's uplifting, Did, too. Were there any uplifting in the, in the Revenant? Revenant? Revenue? The Revenant. The Revenant. The Revenant. Because you're just revenant. black. You got the black lipstick and the black fingernail polish and the black eyeliner. No, in no, your no, heart. no, no, no. You know what I mean? You Don't grew up with twisted. that Columbine shit when you were a teenager. And so what I'm asking you is... Dude, what I'm I grew asking up you, black. What I'm asking I know. Because I support you. Yeah. What I'm asking you is, are you sure you don't mm-hmm. like it because it's dark? Is it like the crow for... It's like Bear Grylls meets the crow. He's wrestling bears and shit. Or is there a good message to the movie? Go ahead. I think it's got a beautiful message. I think it's got that uh, it, that will to survive. You know, we watched. We talked about The Martian, you know? Yeah. Um, But this movie, this guy is just relentless to get his revenge. It's a revenge story. And that's what kind of makes it dark. But at the same time, the guy who did it, he also did Birdman. He did Beautiful. Um, he's done a lot of things with cinematography that no one else has done. He shot the entire movie in natural light, which is just insane. Yeah. And in the, in, the, in the kind of conditions that he shot it in where actors were like, you know, borderline uh, getting hypothermia. Uh, you yeah. know, and you can see it like in the film and the texture of it and the feel of it. It's just so real. And it's just refreshing to see a film like that that has that tangibility right. and has that 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 all authenticity right. to all it right. you know well, what i'm saying hey, it's not all cgi even though let's face it they use a cgi bear you gotta use a cgi bear ain't no sense of anybody getting hurt i'm gonna tell you that right now no yeah exactly uh nikki we talked about deadpool last week deadpool rated r right now we're i'm hearing rumblings that batman versus superman is going to be rated r is that what you're hearing no 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 i think they're going to do like a uh they're gonna do like a a, a, a Blu-ray, a, a Blu-ray. Not a, yeah, 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 yeah. So that they're saying that there will be a cut of the film. There might be a cut of the film that's a little heavier. Okay, so I'm I'm fine with the, that. Uh, I'm fine with that if it's like an extra. Yeah. But don't let Deadpool be the anomaly. Don't everybody copy Deadpool. I don't need Batman breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that. See, I think it's great, man, because I I think they're seeing that it worked, mm-hmm. and they want to. And if it if it means that we're gonna get more rated R. Uh, comic book content. Yeah, yeah, I am too. If it's like Blade and such, because Blade was awesome, and and that yeah, and that shit yeah. with the uh, with the fake superheroes that we watched, that was a great movie. Um, I watched. The, yeah, the, yeah, the Watchmakers. <laughs> that shit was good. And um, <laughs> and uh, but I don't need my Batman being rated R, my Superman being rated R. Come on now, I don't need that. I would love to see a rated R Batman. Get out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be interesting. I'm just saying, I don't want the main. Let it be an offshoot. I don't want the main Batman representation of the time to be rated R. I, I just you. don't. I don't know why. I maybe I, maybe because it's still for kids. You know what I mean? You don't. I don't think you like the. I don't know if you, you probably don't like the tone of the DC stuff as much. Because um, I know you, you had some qualms with that last that Man of Steel movie, but I but I actually like the dark tone of the DC universe yeah. compared to the the light tone of the Marvel. And I love Marvel. I grew up on Marvel more so than DC. So I, yeah. I don't know. I like. I like the the, the difference. There's there. a place for both of them. I'm just talking about the rated R aspect of it. I I, I, totally I can get take you. my kid to see that Man of Steel. It was no problem. We just got to be like that's you know, true. That's you true. Still got to have conversations about violence and stuff. So uh, so anyway, <laughs> all right. And then a couple other things, Nikki. Three other things. Number one, Better Call Saul. Have you watched Better Call Saul? Yeah, it's fantastic, dude. I watched the first season. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. Bob Odenkirk, man. It, dude, it. Bob. That that acting and directing the whole story is just so compelling. And it shouldn't be. It's about a lawyer for Pete's sakes, and it's fantastic. For Pete's um, sake. So, so, yeah, for Pete's sake. And um, uh, you ever think, like, John was on the side, like, hey, nobody cares about my sake? What about for John's sake? Right. Like, shut up, exactly. shut up, John. I think it's about, about that Pete all the time. right now. It's Most about Pete right night. now. 
and then I yeah. laughed. I'm excited, little Nikki, about this Saturday because we get to watch our Lord and Savior, Conor McGregor, fighting in the UFC against Nate Diaz. I'm super excited about that. You're like, what's the UFC? It's a fighting thing, Nick, okay? For all this darkness and stuff, you sure don't like like actual real things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like, like who's, which one is the witch? And which one is huh? the wardrobe? And I'm like, no, there's no witch and wardrobe in this, okay? There's no what? lion that, that talks, that comes back to life, oh. okay? There's no there's no house that's going to land on a witch, all right? Hagrid is not cool. in this shit. It would be cool if like it was like, you know, Batman versus Green Arrow, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in a like in a ring, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to like yeah, watch if they them. were real, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I would watch that, but uh, but I, I, all that other stuff just bores me. It just doesn't attract. Yeah, me, if, I know? think well, number one, it has the uh, ability to bore me too. But when I all sports kind of bore me. But yeah. if I know if there's a story, and you tell me the story, and I can get into the story, then I can get into the event. Okay. And Conor McGregor is so I really like him so much. Again, he's my Lord and Savior right now. My Lord and Savior switches. Sometimes it's Hugh Jackman. Sometimes it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But currently, <laughs> currently my Lord and Savior is Conor, Conor McGregor. But um, uh, it's like Doctor Who. Sometimes Doctor Who is my Lord and Savior. But anyway, um, I'm excited about that this weekend. But another thing that's exciting for you in your world with your band, uh, Little Nicky and the sequels, you guys played a gig. Tell me about the gig. We played a gig uh, a few nights ago uh, locally here in Fredericksburg at a little place called The Bourbon Room. Um, the Suburban Room. The Bourbon Room. We were loud. The Chevy Suburban Room. I love it. it super loud. Um, yeah. Played with The Offering and a few other bands. Um, the Offering is actually one of the bands that we're playing with tomorrow. By the time this airs, it will have already passed, but our show in D.C. at the Velvet Lounge. So that's going to be exciting. Um so yeah, man, great, great turnout. There was about 50, 50 60 people there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, you know, good little turnout for a little for a little dive bar show. So there, go, there they go, off they go. The dogs are barking. Um, but yeah, man, it's good. We're gonna we're gonna get back into the studio after this gig. So hopefully finish. Oh this, yeah, because you guys have been, you've been cutting LPs since ever since I knew you. <laughs> yeah. Ever since I knew you, you've this been cutting been LP. A, it's been a long process. Yeah. From what you tell me, the rest of the sequels just aren't as motivated as you. You're, you told me you're kind of the John Lennon and Paul McCartney and nope, George Harrison of the group. No, nope, no. Nope, and nope, then nope. the rest of the group, uh, again, you nope. said the rest of the group was like, they're all like Ringo. No, yeah. no. Again, yeah. I never said that. If anything, I said I was the leather coat and they were the it's, polyester. It's, you more, know what it's I mean? more like your attitude, though, has kind of been like you've never come out and said that, but I'm like, uh, oh, this. I mean, in my, just in conversations with you, I'm like, oh, this guy thinks he's Paul McCartney and John Lennon wrapped into one. That's what, uh, that's look, what he thinks. Uh, look, I mean, honestly, honest opinion, you go to Goodwill, you get a pair of pants. You have to wonder yeah. where were those pants before? It's kind of like that. That's how our band is. You're blowing my mind right now. You're blowing yeah. my mind right now. I know. You're That's blowing what my I mind do. Right now. I blow minds <laughs> for days. <laughs> and homeless people for drugs. All right, so um, <laughs> Nikki, God. we this week, this this week, bi-weekly podcast, whatever whatever it is, this bi-week, this bi-week, we watched a movie called Sin City. Sin fucking City, two thousand five. Two thousand five, based on your recommendation, two thousand five, a Miramax film. Yeah. Nick, Nicky, is, is Miramax done? Is it gone? No, it's still there. Oh, is it? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Should have researched that before you decided to answer that question. I said I think so. Hey, okay. you know what, though? What? Did you see A Dame to Kill For before you saw this one? Because you hadn't seen this before, right? <laughs> Trust me. I had not seen this before, and I damn sure wasn't going to watch part two of some oh shit my. I didn't care about. Oh my god! So well, tell us how you really that. feel. Why don't you no, just no, no, start no, no, this no, one no, off? No, no. I'll That's go sit how, in a that, corner. That was my mindset before I watched the movie. So there's no reason for me because in my in my head I was like, uh, Sin City looked like some black lipstick bullshit, some Columbine kids, oh god, long long trench coats, goth bullshit. kids. Yeah, but right. no, I don't hate the goth kids. I'm just like I'm not I'm not into everything that they're into. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this is some goth. What kid makes you think they're? Oh my god. Just because right, the so, cover of the film. I'm not saying I was right. I'm saying that's how it felt. Because it's black and white? All right, so, listen. You're black this, and white. This movie is based on a comic book by Mr. Frank Miller. The stories, the comics, if you will, they're supposed to be like based on like a, a pulling from, uh, influenced by, so to speak, the film noir, the, you know, kind of the 
older films that you'd see a la like Humphrey Bogart or, you know. Yeah, like well, 19, it, I noticed that with the dialogue pretty much from the beginning. Ab- absolutely. And like e- even some of the older Batman stories, even The Dark Knight, that famous run uh, trade that he did in the 80s had a lot of that, some of that similar kind yeah. of dialogue with yeah. the internal monologue. Um, so that's you had, kinda, re- you had read this before you saw the movie in 2005? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, and I actually didn't, I don't honestly know if I really truly appreciate it for what it was when I first read it because I was pretty young. And I, I read the yellow that yellow bastard first, and that's the one that the Hardigan story is pulled from in the in the movie. The movie's based on three stories: um, the hard goodbye, the big fat kill, and that yellow bastard. And those oh. are like three different trades. Um, so they kind of pulled from three different ones and just put them into a movie. Yeah. Oh, um, okay, okay. Well, I didn't understand. So the guy at the very beginning kills that lady, right? He kills her. Yeah, that's actually from a separate little short story. Okay. Uh, now at the very end of the movie, he sees another girl. Yeah, and um, and I was like, was he? And obviously, he's gonna kill her too. But I did not Correct. understand how he tied into the whole shit. He was just sort of like a. It was just sort of like a bookend. Like, oh, here's that character again because he's from a. That's from a uh, short story, like the customer. Something about the customer. I can't remember what it's called. It was okay. a short little bookend story because Frank Miller would do longer story arcs, but then he'd have like he'd release little short snippets, like little vignettes that he would have like in his uh, his trade, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that it was really popular, and I didn't really get it right away. I was like, oh, "It's black and white. It's kind of cool looking," but um, it wasn't until after I belatedly read The Dark Knight that I was like, "I got to go back and read some Frank Miller shit." And he's yeah. just got his own mind. Man. He's got his own viewpoint on the on this thing, and uh, yeah, his, his stuff is just different from anything else you'll read. And the movie I, is is likewise the same. I mean, yeah. What I wrote down, the, I wrote, I, I took notes as I watched it, and um, I just wrote the word style. And I asked myself, do I like this style? And uh, I like it. I, I don't want my, all my movies to be in this style. Of course not. But but I like it. I liked it. It was a good change up. And so uh, I didn't I didn't hate it. That's for sure. Um, we go from that to like the Bruce Willis thing where he saves the eleven year old girl. And I, I'm gonna tell you right now, little Nikki, if if they would have let that little girl be hurt. Right, and I, which I thought they might, which is a testament to the storytelling, and also that Quentin Tarantino has his aura around this movie. So I was like, if they let this little girl be hurt, he, well, he directed a scene, but we'll talk about that uh, later. Yeah, if they let this little girl be hurt, I'm going to rip my computer out of the wall, throw it down <laughs> the stairs, and then come find you and beat the shit out of you, no Nikki. Not yeah. physically, but metaphorically with my words. Like, how dare you right. let me watch this when these right, little right. kids are getting hurt? And then I would cry, and then you would hug me, and then take me out for carbs. But um, um, so I'm glad that didn't happen. And then I love the phrase: "An old man dies, a little girl lives." Fair yeah. trade. I thought that was I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, the Carla style, Gugino. man. Go what? go for it, please. Brothers for Car- what? Carla yeah. Gugino is one of the oh. most beautiful, beautiful women who has ever lived. And I thought that before I saw this movie. Of and then I did. thought, wait a second, Carla Gugino has shown herself to everybody. She's for me, and she's for me only. And I do not know. I don't know if I appreciate this. You didn't like that, okay? I don't. I don't know if I want the the mom from Spy Kids showing her goods, but I sure did. I didn't hate it. I loved it. I gotta be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. But um, yeah, Carla Gugino, and then uh, you know, I started getting freaked out a little bit when uh, I saw Frodo Frodo Charlie Brown at yeah. the farm. Yeah. Yeah. Frodo Charlie Brown is evil. That dude is evil. Yeah. With the glasses and the stuff, and oh, oh yeah, man, that scared me, dude. That scared me. And then Carla Gugino ended up with the with the at the place with the heads on the wall. Yeah, that yeah. freaked me out. That freaked me out, little Nikki. That freaked me out. And then her hand was missing, and I was like, "What did you do? I'm gonna kill Frodo Charlie Brown." What? But what? What was your favorite scene in this entire movie? Or actually, let me let me back backpedal a little bit. What was your favorite story arc? I should say because we got like three in here. So what was your was it the Hardigan storyline where he saves, you know, Nancy and then he saves her again at the end? Or was it was I like it that. Which one is Dwight? Dwight's uh, Clive Owen's character where uh mm-hmm. where they where he goes where he goes in the old town with the with the hookers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah. I like I think Marv. I like I like Wrestler Frankenstein's story <laughs> arc the best. That's yeah, his, okay. That's what I named it. Right. Wrestler Wrestler Frankenstein. Yeah, 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 the yeah. The hard goodbye. Yeah. But I like all of them. I like all the storylines. But yeah, wrestler Frankenstein, and he ripped, like th- there was no explanation for the powers that these people have. But he ripped the bars out of the basement, and they were able to get out. 
There doesn't and, um, need to be. That's what's great about it. Yeah, I, I like that. I was going to say, it, it, it didn't bother me. It just happened or whatever. Um, but um, he uh, he did that and Carlo Gugino gets shot. But when he, when he put that glove on, uh, when wrestler Frankenstein put that glove on, didn't he look like Hellboy? Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it's reminded just... me of... Randy of Hellboy, and then Rucker Howard called him a demon. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, are they, are they, are they, are they, are they, are they pointing to the Hellboy a little bit? <laughs> I thought, I thought maybe, but it was very satisfying when he killed, um, when he killed Frodo Charlie Brown. Very satisfying. Yeah. Now I got you. Yeah. Woof. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. I think what a lot of people can relate to in a lot of this movie is just the sheer the sheer pop of it, like the sheer like entertainment of it. Like it's, it, it doesn't slow down at any point. The entire movie, even though it's black and white, the way they use mm-hmm. the, the sets and the way they had the design and how certain colors, they, they let certain colors pop out. Yeah, um, the certain colors pop out. That was cool. Nobody was had cool. done a movie like this. Nobody had done yeah. anything like this before at that time. I think you have to remember that like 2005, this was before Watchmen. This was still pretty early on in a lot of the comic book adaptations. <laughs> Amen. And then this, and then this comes out, and it was unlike anything anyone had ever seen. And it's probably one of the first like page by page adaptations yeah. of a comic book into a movie. So I think that's one of the one of the reasons why a lot of people know nerd fan base community like it. But I think it's also why a lot of people just across the spectrum liked it as well because it just leaps out at you. Yeah, it was different, and it kept moving. That's what I liked about it. It kept moving. Um. So we're just gonna we're just gonna let them bark, or do you have a do you have control of your own household, or what's that working? How's that working? Oh, I'm sorry. I, Are I you not dogs. a man? I, I, like in the I, 19, I'm sorry. In the 19, I, have, I have living I'm gonna dogs. Tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Okay? In the 1950s, in the 1950s, a man had yeah. control of his house. Yeah. A man had control of his house. Okay, I'm sorry. Ward Ward Cleaver I don't live is not, in this weird Ward, patriarchal, Ward, yeah. sexist yeah. kind of. Yeah, you don't live in the matriarchal de- one either. Demeaning. Let's not act like you don't even yeah. live in a human. You don't live in a humanarchal world. Okay, oh, you live in this oh, world yeah. where okay. dogs run your life, and you walk yeah, around behind sure. your dog sure. with, the, with the Ziploc bag, the scooping up his shit. I'll just take. You scooping up his shit, and I'll just run. You scooping up his shit. I don't. You scooping up his shit. You scooping up his shit. You scooping up his shit. You no, scooping up his great. shit. That's fantastic. You scooping up his shit. I'll put this in a hole and I'll keep. You scooping up it, his and I'll shit. Just keep covering myself. You scooping up his shit. And then who cares? Put it on. You the scooping epitaph. up his shit. Just put it on the epitaph. You scooping up his shit. Anyway. So Clive Owen's story arc. At first, I was like, "Why are they doing all these story arcs?" Right, and then I by the end, you remember, "Oh yes, everybody's influenced by Clinton, Clinton Tarantino." Who's oh Crinton? I just said Crinton. I just said Crinton with an R. I don't know where I got that from. Everybody's influ- influenced by Quentin Tarantino, so I'm like, oh, here they go. They're going to tie it up again. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Clive Owen's storyline, I think that I think that one's my favorite one, buddy, because it was the most... It had the, my favorite actors in it of the movie. Okay. Jackie Boy, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Marlon Brando, Eddie Vedder. <laughs> that dude was compelling, wasn't he? Yeah, no, Benicio del Toro was great. No. Benicio yeah. del Toro didn't he look like Marlon Brando with his? It was a it was a prosthetic nose. Yeah, yeah. He did this, this was done on purpose, I imagine. That he looked that like Marlon his, Brando. That was his idea. His idea was to do the nose so he would look more like the character in the comic. Wow. It wasn't even, so like he well, read the comics before while he was reading over the script. He's like, you know what? Let's do that to make the nose. You know. I appreciate uh, his abilities. Yeah, Marlon yeah. Brando, Eddie Vedder. That's what I committed. Call yeah, yeah, and that was a good scene where he was. Mean to the girl um, from Eight Mile, and then and then Clive Owen like flushed his head down the toilet. He should have killed him right then, though. I don't know why he didn't, but I guess, but I guess uh, it's easy for me to say this fictional character should kill this another fictional character. But in the story, like you can't just go around killing people, man. I think it's so. interesting that you bring up Tarantino too, because he actually he's really good friends with Robert Rodriguez, who directed the movie, right? Um, and he directed, I think, I want to say he directed that scene where. Um, Clive Owen, uh, Dwight is talking to Jackie Boy even after Jackie Boy's dead, and he's like talking to. That the was that was interesting, wasn't it? I think that scene, which which some of the weird colors are seeping into the windows in the car, but it's still black and white. And it's really quiet mm-hmm. and eerie. That's actually my favorite scene, and I think Tarantino directed that scene, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I don't know, man. A lot a lot should be given to back to Frank Miller too, because he got director credits on this. And he storyboarded the whole thing with Robert Rodriguez together, so they really did a joint effort on that. Yeah, and that storytelling, tight, tight package, man, tight package. No, it's t- super tight. Uh, the acting was great in this movie too. Rosario Dawson was fantastic. 
Everybody's fantastic. Even Jessica yeah. Alba's not annoying. It's great. Uh, yeah, is she annoying? Do you find her annoying in other stuff? I don't know. I just feel like she's not exactly... I don't look at her and go like, wow, you know, Oscar, Oscar-worthy performance, you know? Here's what you do. Here's what you do, right? Because a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, they grow up and they're like, I don't know how I feel. Do I like boys? Do I like girls? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> right? I don't know if I like boys or like girls, right? And we live in a day and age where we can explore that now. We're not, we're not going to suppress that so people are... Sure. Because, you, know, you know, a lot of people have committed suicide or whatever because they don't know about, wow. about their sexuality. But so here's here, but Jessica Alba, this is where she comes in. Because she was in a movie called Blue something or other, right? Into the Blue. Into the blue. It's okay. You'll, into the right. Blue. Into the Blue with Paul Walker. Okay. And uh, there's a scene where she's under the water and she's swimming. And her perfect ass is in the water in a bikini swimming, right? Now... I get where you're going with this. How you react to that will tell you what your sexual preference is, right there. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's not that, where I was going I, with that. So and I knew that be... I liked the ladies when yeah. I saw that one. And I was okay. already a grown man. I was still questioning. And I saw that, and I was like, Jessica Alba, wow. Wow. Now, that's back, okay. back to the more important thing, her acting. Right. Her more acting. Important in, in quotes. Her, more right. important thing. I've, I don't know that I've ever found her annoying or not annoying. Is she annoying? She did ruin one of your... Did, she was in... She didn't ruin it, but she was in those bad movies with the stretchy guy, right? What you should do is continue to ask me questions and then answer them. And then, maybe at some point... I trust my we'll answers have, more. We'll have, I trust we'll my answers more. Okay. I trust my answers of a guy who right. doesn't know over you sometimes. Right, okay. So I just get excited. The Jonathan McBride hour. Am I supposed to Let's apologize? I just get take, excited. I get everybody so excited. take a seat. He's talking again. Wow. Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney, John Lennon does not like him when somebody else grabs the spotlight. <laughs> I'm starting to understand. I'm starting to understand why the sequels don't want to get in that studio with you. Oh, <laughs> Jessica okay. Alba. Why do you find her annoying? What movie? I don't know. I mean, she didn't annoy me in this movie, but she pretty, she's kind of annoying in almost anything else she does. Like even those, even when she's doing silly roles, like in the machete roles, she's just kind of like, eh, what are you doing? Like I don't even. Mm. You know I what I mean? I can see that. I can see that. Um, but everybody yeah. else, because everybody else in this movie, just really. I mean, even Michael Madsen, who's doesn't have a lot to work with. He does his best to kind of keep up with everybody. Everybody that's cast in this movie, even Senator Wark. Um, God, what's his name? Powers Booth. Is. Powers Booth, man. He's got that one little monologue in the hospital, and he nails it. He crushes it, you know. And then so, and then they toss her in there, and she's just like your fanfare. So, but she didn't annoy me. She was actually perfect as Nancy because she was just kind of like one-dimensional. And kind of wounded and kind of insecure and obsessed with Hardigan, which is what she was supposed to be. So, yeah, you know, I uh... even the guy who's beating the shit out of Hardigan. I don't even know his name, but when he's beating the shit out of him before they lock him away, that guy was amazing. Yeah, like, that performance. A lot of was, good. He, I think I, I think I like the, I think I like the, the performances scenery. in this more than I like. I think I like the performance. I think I like the parts more than I like the whole. I think like I like. All the acting, and I think I like the style, and I and I like the tightness yeah. of the storyline. But but overall, it's not my favorite movie. You know what I'm saying? But 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 uh, you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, I can't. You know I can't. I don't know how to make a movie. But um. But yeah, I I, I thought it was good. I loved that Cordelia was writing him letters in and in, in prison. Help me out with something. Bruce Willis did a great job, by the way. Um. Um, it's like when he can, when he takes it seriously, he can do a good job, man. Right? When he doesn't mail it in, or is he just good at playing Bruce Willis from Die Hard, like he did? In the, he was sort of Bruce Willis from Die Hard, right? I think he's also really good at playing that guy who's just beaten down yeah. and tired. Yeah, you know? but still That's has to do the right thing. Such an everyman thing, because I mean, even right now, we both went to work today. We try, you know, we both had commutes. Yeah, we You just get beat down and tired. Um, yeah. Right. You're not gonna yeah, take, you're not it gonna take it anymore. Wait, Sometimes what? you just want to. Put on black lipstick and nail polish and just be like, I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what I want to do, mom and dad. And uh, But, uh, yeah, eight years passed. Now, here, help me out with this, Nikki. Why did he get to get out of jail? What Bruce Willis. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, they, they let him out so they could again. follow him and figure, out, and figure out who was writing the letters. It was all a trick. But why? Oh, okay, that's okay. So they let him out the trick. But why do they care who was writing the letters? Because they wanted to get, because Senator Work, uh, Freak's son, wanted to find out where Nancy was. Oh, you talking about Mac and Cheese Gollum? Was. Yeah, Mac and Cheese. Mac and, 
Mac and cheese golem, buddy. Mac and cheese golem. Hamburglar wanted to know yeah. where. He didn't look like the hamburger. Yeah. Mac yeah. and cheese golem hamburger <laughs> was was like, yep. uh, I'm so hungry That's right it. now. Mac and cheese golem hamburger. I was like, who the who is this? Who is this mac and cheese golem? And uh, then you find out, of, of course, who he is. He was coming after, buddy, and that that yeah. was kind of interesting. And then um, I, when I saw, um, when I when they went to the farm, when Bruce Willis went to the farm for his final showdown with mac and cheese golem, and then they kind of showed photo Charlie Brown out of the corner. I was like, oh no, is he going to fight again? I can't deal with this. And uh, it turns out it was just happened to be before Frodo Charlie Brown died. Because when Wrestler right. Frankenstein killed him. What happened with Wrestler right. Frankenstein? Did he die? No. What? I forget. Yeah, he dies, but he comes back. What do you mean he comes back? Well, the way the stories are, are kind of written out of order, like when um, when Frank Miller yes. did it. So like even uh, even like in the books, not just in like the movie cr- mm-hmm. chronology. Chronology? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's out of order in the in the books as well. So like yeah, he'll he'll die in the, in one book where they you know electrocute him, and then like he's back in another yeah. storyline in another book, just like happening okay. before that. So what is part two of this about? It's just another story. It's based more on a Dame to Kill for, which is uh, explains how Dwight has a different face. Because I don't know if you oh, picked up on yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Murphy's like even before you came back with that new face of yours, he's played by. Uh, Josh Brolin in the sequel, and it takes place before this one, and he teams up with Marv. Wow, it's, it's pretty good, okay. man. I like it. Yeah, you like it? It's pretty good. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people liked it because it was. I've I, my theory is that it was just too late. Like the this movie came out in 05. the sequel came out twenty fourteen, maybe early twenty fifteen or something like that. So, if it had come out a little closer to the first one, I think it would have done yeah. much better. Well, yeah, it could have done much better, but what do you? How do you feel about it? Do you like it though? Yeah, I like I I like it a lot, man. Because I mean, it is what it is. It's a Robert Rodriguez, Frank Miller adaptation of those comics, and those comics are what mm-hmm. they are, you know. And if I think with so many other adaptations that had surfaced or come out since then, especially with even like television being what it is now with The Walking Dead and everything like that, people just weren't as impressed by that format, and they wanted something else. Um, I think that had it come out like a year or two afterwards it still would have been really really successful because the first one did really well and those books they all like started selling again like crazy after that movie yeah i could see that happening i could see that for some reason i'm not as compelled to to get into this as i would because like right now if i had access to the watchman i would read the shit out of it for sure (laughs) Uh, i think the watchman maybe um was more was more philosophical on a global scale, which, which, sure. which I think that that's what Absolutely. draws me into it. Versus this, this just seems like a um, a nihilistic view of the world, right? Is that what? Is that? Well, I, it's it's just sheer pulp entertainment. Oh, oh, I mean? that's entertaining that's when people is. get I mean, their hands just, taken off and stuff. I mean, it's just it's just it's yeah. just entertainment. Yeah, that's all it is. It's not it's not there's not supposed to be any deep message under like the Frank Miller. Sin City storylines. There's just what? like this is yeah. a horrible place where these people live, and they make the best of their circumstances. It's almost like a western yeah. set in that weird kind of film noirish gangster time land, you know, where there's gangs mm-hmm. and territories, and there's machine guns, and but people are driving like Studebakers, and it's weird. This does have a western feel. I, uh, you know, what's interesting? The eleven year old girl is ends up being saved twice in this. But we got to point out that not mm-hmm. everybody is. Like, a lot of bad things happen to real people, real children. And as much as I didn't mm-hmm. want to hear about it in the movie, that doesn't mean the shit doesn't exist. And um, it's interesting because right. this week, uh, just in a separate issue, I came across um, uh, something that um, that uh, Kevin Smith talks about, the Wayne Foundation. You know, you got the. have you ever heard him talk about the Wayne Foundation? And um, yeah, 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 it's just yeah, yeah. a completely separate yeah. thing. I, I came across that this week, and then I saw this movie, and it just kind of tied it together for me. That the, like a lot of bad things are happening are happening to to children around the world for sure, for real. And so a movie like this, you know, if I'm honest with myself, I don't want to hear about it. But why don't I want to hear about it? Because it scares me. But you know what? It scares me in my comfortable ass house. But it's actually happening to somebody. And um, and so that's what that's what art can right. do. It can point out things sometimes and make us uncomfortable. And uh, so, the, what, what is there's a quote? Have you ever heard the quote, um, "Art should comfort"? Uh, it should. Um, 
it should write quotes down before it starts hmm. a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Art I mean, should I'm, I'm already bored, but yeah, disturb I know what you, the I know comfortable what you're and comfort the disturbed. And I thought that's powerful. Huh. And so, uh, something like the Wayne Foundation, um, uh, I think I'm going to try to support that. If we ever make any money on this podcast, we're going to throw it to it, buddy. We're going to throw it to it. Because uh, pe- Real yeah. People's is going through real shit, and I don't like it. And I don't like it. And uh, oh, evil can do things when good men do nothing. That's par- That's paraphrased. It makes you wonder wh- who the hell we are, you know? What? It makes you wonder who the hell we are, you know? Who, who the hell do we think we are? Just sitting around a couple of guys talking about comic book movies when there's real shit yeah. out in the world that, you know, matters. Yeah, we're having you know? fun, though. And there's people going through real shit. Maybe they're listening to this and they're like, hey, you guys make me laugh or you guys make me sick. Either way, <laughs> we got it. We're pulling, we're pulling emotions out of make people. Me sick. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. You, your band, you and yeah. the band, Nick, little Nicky, little Nicky Stevens in the sick in the sequels. Your music is strictly for entertainment, or does it have a deeper message, or both? It's fun, man. It's fun, and it's and it's <laughs> and it's. And it, you just said when you said it's fun, man. I pictured Joe Friday and the old TV show Dragnet, yeah. where I walk into a house and I'm in my gray suit with my black tie, and I'm like, just the facts, sir, and you're like. It's fun, man. Cause you just you just took it. You just took heroin. You're like, it's no. fun, man. That's the way. That's the that's the voice that you just did. That's what flashed in my head, buddy. Were you doing a character no, there? No, I was not doing a character. All right, go back to it's what you're just, saying. If it if it's anything but fun, then there's no point in doing it. You know, the second it starts turning into like work, like an actual job that I clock into, that's when it's not fun anymore. And then it's like, I disagree no. with that. I disagree with that. Well, that's well, that's fine that. if you disagree with it. Again, I'm just telling you how 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 I feel how it feels for me. Um, and, that, and and why I why I yeah. do it, and it's the same with like even with like the podcast and stuff like that. Like for me, yeah, for me it has to be there has to be that that fun. If it's not fun anymore, then there's no there's no point in doing it, you know. Well, you look at the uh, is this our last episode? What's that? Is this our last episode of the podcast? Why would you say that? Because you just you just said it's not no, fun I said, anymore. I said if it's not scared. fun anymore, then there's no point in doing Here, it. Here's why I disagree with that, little Nikki. Because like the band right. sequels, right? You go to your fucking boring ass job every day, even though you don't want to, and that feels like work all the fucking time. Yeah. But it's going to take a lot of work to get your LP done. But let's see, and then also it's a lot of work to lug all the fucking equipment. I already. To the, to I'm, the already I'm already. I'm already. I'm just going to stop you there because I know where you're going. I, the reason why I do what I do is so that I can do these other things because that's what I enjoy doing. If for whatever reason and I and I've quit other bands before because it was like this where like they wanted it to be more this this and this and it's and the second it stopped becoming fun, I left and I started my own thing. And I'll always be able to play music and do stuff and I hope that I can continue to podcast until I'm old and gray and falling down. Because it's fun for because it's uh, fun for me. You're kinda you kinda already you kinda exactly, already gray though. Exactly. I've been around you in person. So that so, being said, yeah. with all that stuff, you know, if the second any of that stops becoming fun, I'm not going to do it because it's not life is too short. You want to be able to enjoy the things you do. And and yeah, but let, let me ask yeah. you this question. Let me play devil's advocate because the, the podcast, of course. Yeah. But the band yeah. like like you, like you um, the band, if you guys could make a living doing the band, you wouldn't want to do it. I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I think I understand. No, I get I what you're saying on a day-to-day the, basis. The band what I'm requires is, work. If your wildest dreams came true and they said, "Hey, of sequels," course. right? Some, some, some guy right. in a suit in a ponytail right. who just snorted with coke with diamonds in a suit. Like, hey, I got you. Yeah, yeah. He goes, "Hey, sequels, uh, you don't have to work your day jobs anymore. Just be a full-time right, right. band." Would you do? Would you want that? Of course. Okay. Now, in that scenario, is it scenario? Oh, it's Sicario, and that Sicario. You are gonna have days where the shit feels like work. Absolutely, when you're out absolutely, an album and, and that's not what I said. I said when it stops, when it's not fun anymore. It's still, it's work for me to drive up the road, put gas, oh, put gas, put gas in the car, and 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 know for that I'm not probably that I'm probably not gonna get paid for a show because it's fun doing right. that. If right. if at any point, and I like I said, I've, I've left bands because of that same thing. If at any point it stopped becoming fun, then all that shit that is work wouldn't be worth it and I wouldn't do it anymore. And that's why I've left other bands. Because all that shit, even though it's work and a pain in the ass, you do that because what you're doing is fun. 
and the job. Yeah, and also that stuff that stuff can be fun too. Right. Right. So that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. The second it's not the second any of this stuff is like more stress than fun, that's when it's like, well, but if that's know. the case, then uh, cuz I don't necessarily disagree with you, but if that's the case and we only get one life, what the fuck are we going to a day job for every day then? So that I can do this other stuff cuz I can't do this other fun stuff without income. You know, oh, I mean? you have an answer for everything. What are you, a lawyer? No, what are you, saying, a lawyer? You know, you got a, you got an answer for uh, everything. Th- th- I've been thinking about it. You know, I, I think N- about it all Nicky time. the time. An- Nicky, the answer, man. Yeah, you son of a. Bitch. What do you want to rate this movie? All right. Oh, time to rate the movie now. Oh our- shit! Those bitch ass dogs. What are they? They they want to rate the movie. That's what they want to. Rate. Uh, what are they bitching about? What'd you do? I don't know. My wife's home, and she's, is, is she's making she, stuff in the kitchen. You didn't tie your wife up, right? Mm-hmm. They're not barking. My to wife like tied me up. to call the police. No. Oh, then that's... that's yeah, yeah, she's that's bringing a hot story. candle over here right now. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. The hot candle? Um, what? The melting candle, maybe? Jesus <laughs> Christ, Nick. All right. Um, yeah. Here's the question. Oh, right. So we rate the movies. We have our rating system. All the ratings are good. We have... Movie theater, good. We have called. Let me start over. We have yeah positivity. We have Nikki. You breathe, buddy. Breathe. We have take your time. All out of work, good. We have movie theater, good. We have catch it on a cable, good, which pretty much is synonymous with say catching it on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Then we have sick with the flu, good, and then we have last but not least, of course, solitary confinement, good. So solitary confinement, finally good. Yes, I I, I, I I like that. I like our rating system because everything is good. It's all good. Just positive, shades of positive good. Pete's over yeah. here. Positive Pete. What do you rate it? Let me hear it. Sick with the flu, good. Wow. Yeah, I don't ever Sick need to watch this with movie. the flu, yeah. good. Oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. A little dark for my taste. I'm not saying it's bad. It's definitely not a bad movie. Again, all of our ratings are good. Right. They're all good. Right. But I'm telling you, I'm not watching this if uh, if I'm not waiting for it. I'm not watching it on cable. Um, nothing draws me in. You know what I'm saying? Nothing compels me to watch it. So uh, stick with the flu good. Definitely. Yeah. What is your rating, little Nicholas? Well, I was torn. You know, I mean, I'm going to say movie theater good. And that's because if it, was, if it came out in theaters again, if they re-released it, I would go out there to see it in a heartbeat on the big screen. I really enjoyed it on the big screen. I saw it like three times on the big screen. And I saw wow. the uh, the sequel at least once on the big screen and really really liked it. But that being said, you know I say that, but I don't know if I would rush out the day it came out on theater in theaters, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know, but I do know right. that if I catch it on cable, or if it like came on, you know, it came on Netflix recently. I just rewatched it for the podcast, but I actually had watched it just like immediately when it got dropped on Netflix. And mm-hmm. then so this was actually my second time again watching it recently. Um, I don't know, man. I guess somewhere in between those two ratings. Long story short. A movie theater catch-on-cable hybrid good, if that makes any sense. Um, all right, so we're going we're gonna to go with uh, we're gonna go with movie theater good on you. Okay. That's where we're going to go. And you said sick of the flu good. It's going into the vault. It's going to the okay. vault. That all exist. right. Yeah. All right. So that's our rating. Uh, you can always email us at comicconspodcast at gmail.com. Give us your rating for any of the movies that we reviewed. Uh, and especially Sin City, since that's the one we're, we're just talking about. Now it's time for Casting Call! Casting Call is the part of the show where we recast our movies to make them f- more fun, more, less fun, uh, better, worse, whatever. We're just like changing up a little bit. Little Nikki, let's start with uh, Hardigan, play, played by Bruce Willis. Who do you have, sir? I had Clint Eastwood. I like that, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, a little younger, but, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Clint Eastwood. I really like that choice. Yeah, man. I could just, I could just hear him doing that, that inner monologuing and loving it. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love The I, inner monologue with the, with the gritty voice. Yeah. You know who I have, little who? Nikki? Humphrey Bogart. You mother... Wow. Humphrey Bogart, huh? Huh? I always, huh? I always forget we can go back in time like that. That's a re- time and that's space, good, buddy. Time and space. Call. Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine you were going back in time too with Clint Eastwood since uh, he's about 117 years old right now. <laughs> you're probably you're probably going with uh, 
with the good and the bad and the ugly Clint Eastwood, oh, huh? Oh, man. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, like, or, or right. like Line of Fire, you know? Yeah, Line of Fire. Uh, next character, Marv, played by Mickey Rourke. Yeah. I had I had uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I just a little bit different. Got a weird voice. When I want Arnold to do something where he's not the, the good guy. The, not the good guy. Like the he's not the atypical good guy because yeah. he does the good guy yeah. who's the best, or he does the funny role where he makes fun of himself. I want him to do a serious in between thing where he's like sincere. When uh, okay? what like what era Schwarzenegger? Just, just for shits and gigs. You gotta be, gotta be, two uh, thousands Schwarzenegger. Like, okay. Not, so you want like, like an like older post- grizzled one, but not like the yeah, okay. not nineties one. Yeah, not yeah, 90s yeah, yeah. One. Okay. That's a little too young. Okay, not a little too All young. Right. I gotta go. I gotta go two thousands. Okay. When he was the governor, who do you have for Mark? I had Ron, played by Mickey Rourke. I had Ronnie Perlman, Mr. Ron Perlman. Yeah, got the same. Kind Which is of funny because you mentioned the Hellboy thing earlier, and I, I was like, this, yeah. this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, he he could play a wrestler Frankenstein. Right. They both have a big old head. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, Dwight, played by Clive Owen. Uh, you ready for this? Yeah, one, yeah Mickey? Give it You ready for this? Lay it on me. Jean Claude Van Damme. What? Jean Claude Van Damme. Okay. All right. Now, Jean Claude Van Damme. Now, now, no silliness involved. Blasphemy. I want him to play. I want him to play it straight. Blasphemy. That's so blasphemy. Uh, Jean Jean Claude Van Damme. Who do you have for Clive Owen? Dwight. I had my own personal savior, Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio himself. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. That's not a bad choice. That's not right? a bad choice at all. Yeah. 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 Wow, Leo DiCaprio. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Lucille, played by Carla Gugino. Oh, shit. One of the most beautiful women who's ever lived. I got... I got I'm going to go back with an old friend of J-Max. An old staple to the... To the J-Max... Uh, uh, let's go with a Janine Garofalo, buddy. Oh man, okay, interesting. Yeah, Janine, probably Janine Garofalo probably wouldn't be a fan of that nude scene, but yeah, no, I like the casting. Yeah, I kind of would though, because I like the I like the real women's, buddy. I like how a real woman looks. I do. I like how a real woman looks. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't recast her, so <laughs> that's okay. So, all right, the man played by Josh Hartnett. I have uh, Benedict hell? Cumberbatch. Wow, you... Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, that's a good one too, actually. Wow. Yeah, I like when an actor, like a big actor like that, comes in and get, gets in and gets out. Who'd you have for Nancy? Nancy, played by Jessica Alba. I think Nancy, uh, I think you extend the years a little bit and you put a little weather on the person. Because, you know, you know, I put I put a little weather on the person because it is a tough town. Right, it's Sin City, yeah. Jessica Alba, I'm changing it to Jessica Chastain. Still beautiful. Yeah, I like that. Still one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Just a little bit older, See, a little bit more weathered. She would have killed it, dude. She would have yeah. crushed it. That's what I'm saying. The chops. I had Isla Fisher. Yeah. I think she would kill it. She does primarily comedies. Um, but age, look, you know, she kind of has the doe eye thing. I think I think she would have nailed it too. Let me see what she looks like real quick on the old. She's Google. from the w- Wedding okay. Crashers. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. I like it. I like that choice. Yeah. Uh, Senator Senator Rourke, played by Powers Booth. Yeah. Whew. Do you have anybody for that? I had Keith David. Who? Keith David. If anybody wrote a Keith book about David. your life, would anybody want to read it? Uh, he was in Platoon. Wow. Uh, he was in. Um, Christ, he's been in so much stuff, dude. That's ridiculous how much stuff he's. He was in I'm looking black. him up right now. Oh, Keith David is fantastic. Yeah. How dare I not know? Who I know he's amazing. To. He does a lot of voice work. Too. Yeah, That's great. Are you ready for this, yeah. Nikki? Burgess Meredith, you son of a bitch. Burgess Meredith, I want him to play a bad guy. No, I'm with you. That would that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I would see that movie. Yeah, I would actually want to uh, watch this new Sin City that we're casting. Yeah, Gail, too, Gail. who'd you have yeah, for Gail? Rosario Dawson played her. Gail, Rosario Dawson, she is so perfect. I didn't recast her. I had Angela I, I had Angela Bassett, but but that's just because I'm obsessed with her now. You from, son from of a gun. Horror. That would be that would be so fantastic. Angela Bassett is a great choice. Uh I love me some Rosario Dawson. She, she what great. about Marlon Brando Eddie Vedder, <laughs> aka Jackie Boy, played by Benicio del Toro? I have Johnny Depp. Uh, that's a great choice. I have Marlon Brando, actually. Wow. All right. Marlon Brando? Are you kidding yeah, me? Playing yeah, that yeah, role? Yeah, yeah, That would kick ass, Dude, that's buddy. awesome. Yeah. 
Damn, we could go Humphrey Bogart, Marlon Brando, Burgess Meredith. We could go from that era and recast this. You would watch the shit out no, of that, we wouldn't totally you? would imagine, like, if somebody could somehow do a smart edit, like, on YouTube, like they kind of did with the Phantom Menace movie, but just cut yeah. all those old, like, movies together with Sin City, I think that would be neat. Yeah. We yeah. should do that. Marlon, <laughs> yeah, Marlon Brent. Again, Benicio Del Toro, of all the good acting in this movie, yeah. he's my favorite. He's not my favorite. No, the he's character's great. not my favorite he's a character. Great actor. The, the character, not my favorite character, but his his acting, my favorite in this movie. He crushed as Marlon Brando Eddie Vedder for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh we got um um did you have anybody for Mac and Cheese Gollum? I, I did not, dude. That's all my casting. Yeah, I, I got nothing now. Oh, okay. Um I didn't recast Frodo Charlie Brown either. No. Um but I have Cardinal Rourke played by Rutger Hauer. Uh, I'm going to go with Robert Patrick. Oh, nice. Mo- modern Robert Patrick, modern I think, could play Robert that. Um, okay. Yes, and then Shelley, played by Brittany Murphy. All I put right there was rest in peace, Brittany Murphy. Oh, because yeah, rest in peace. What a, what a, I think she's a good actor. Yeah. And um, a young lady, and um, uh, she died, unfortunately. So I put rest in peace, because uh, fuck death, you know what I'm saying? Fuck it, right in the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this, little Nikki. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Because I'm staring at a picture of Keith David right now. Lay it on me. Could he play every role in this movie of a male? Uh, pretty much. He's an underrated actor, and he's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love him, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is our casting call. Um, if you have any, uh, if you have any ideas for a casting for, uh, Sin City, email us at comicconspodcast at gmail.com. Now, you could be listening to this four years from now. Okay, when I'm already a famous comedian <laughs> and Nick is a, is a is a rock star shooting up heroin with Axl Rose, right? Jesus. But but you can uh, find us uh, uh, and email us at any time, and we'll review it on a future podcast. Uh, so that's our casting call. Now it's time for rants and good news. And now it's time for rants and good news. <laughs> Thank you, Pee Wee. Nicky, do you have a rant this week? I have a little bit of a rant. Here's my rant. All right, all right. I hate it when my feet fall asleep. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, do you ever get somebody that introduces themselves and then they become simultaneously obsessed with the fact that you might not remember their name? So when they see you, they say, do you remember my name? <laughs> no, but do you remember my name? Do you, do you know who my... <laughs> what's my name? What's my name? No, seriously, what's my name? Yeah. Let's face it. Yeah. We are so distracted with everything going around us that even before smartphones and Netflix had all this amazing content on it, we were still dumbfounded when yeah. we met a new person because we as human beings on this earth, we meet somebody and we're like, we're so focused on everything else about the person. It's like, hi, how you doing? I'm so-and-so. Hi, I'm, you know, I'm a pile of shit and you're a pile of buttons or you're a pile of jewels. And it doesn't really matter because we're just so caught up with everything else that you forget the person's name, especially when you're new on a job and you meet somebody in passing, real quick introduction. Yeah moving on yeah. so why i would never put it past anybody to forget or to know or to not know my name so well, why assume that i'm just gonna remember that immediately and put that on like the hard drive and like you know download it and you know yeah not only should you not assume you shouldn't give anybody right. shit about it because they should be who cares yeah. there's real shit yeah. going on in the world yeah. you know i'm sorry and you i've seen i've seen people that i know and that i yeah. like and still, yeah. I forget their name, so they shouldn't take it like I don't. I'm not right, rejecting you. Right, right. I still like you. I just meet so many people yeah. at work, and in com- and in doing comedy, and also the fact that I've lived in 17 different places sure. in my life, and I was in yeah. the military. So it's like it's like I've met so, yeah. a lot of people, and I'm in my 30s now. I've met a lot yeah. of people, and so if I don't remember your name, we got we got to hang out on a regular basis, or we have to have had some kind of camaraderie building exercise. Right. For me to remember your name. So if I met you and we talked for an hour and then I don't see you for three months, I might forget your name. But that doesn't mean I don't think you're a great person. So I agree completely with your rant. Okay. My rant is this. My rant is this. When I park my car, I pull into a parking space and I and I hit, I hit put it in park. Okay. All the doors yeah. unlock. All the doors unlock. Did I tell you to unlock all the doors, car? Did I say that, car? Did I, did I, did I pull a little... Did I pull a little Batman thing out of my out of my bat belt, okay? And then and hold it up to my mouth and I go, doors open, unlock. No, nope, I did not do that. 
I don't know where my car gets off. What if I'm being chased by bad guys and I gotta what pull if? in real quick? Yeah, just open the open yeah. all the door. Why don't you open the trunk and the gas tank and the hood too, car? Why don't you do that too? I didn't tell you to unlock all the freaking locks. I will be in control of that. How dare you take the liberty of unlocking my car? You don't know what I got going yeah, on, there, car. You're not a smart car. You're not a smart car there, yet. Like, like jumping in the back seat, like all of a sudden before you even get out, waiting for you to get back in. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and call him a little person thief because I'm in 2016. But, oh yeah, my God, sure. calm uh, down. I know we mentioned. I know we mentioned. I know we mentioned Humphrey Bogart, but let's not go back uh, to the days. Midget. Everybody uh, calm down. Yeah. It's midget. What did you call, they're, they're you call Keith David okay, Everybody just calm down. Oh, my calm God. Calm down. Oh, my God. So I did not give my car permission to unlock like that. So okay. that's my rant. Time for good news. What's the good news, Nikki? Uh, the good news is a story I was reading about an eight-year-old girl who uh, had uh, been diagnosed with brain cancer. She had a Make-A-Wish Foundation mm. grant. Um, come true, but her make-a-wish was actually just to pick up the city around her that she grew up in. So they arranged it with the Parks uh, and Rec Department, Parks and Rec Department, and the Police Department and the Fire Department to pick up the parks and streets around her city and the entire Kansas City community. Um, and the mayor was so moved that he named the February 27th on the calendar as the Amelia Myers Take Care of the World Day, and I thought that was really sweet. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that is sweet. Um, and to make a wish that that she there's no chance for her to be better, or is that is that you know I didn't get to, that the story didn't mention anything about her prognosis. It just mentioned that that was like that yeah. was her wish, and that that's that's what came through with that. And I just mm-hmm. thought that was really moving that she had that yeah. that young philanthropist in her, you know, um, despite what yeah. despite what yeah, she was given, self, you know, exactly. You know? So yeah. I can't even face the prospect of death right now, much less right. When you're I had no old. idea, no inkling, Pete's no idea. Sake. So I just thought that was yeah. flooring. Yeah, yeah. And I hate death. I really do. I, I really, I really would like to think, you know, as much as I love science and I and I don't believe that we should just go around believing shit that we can't prove. I really do hope there's an afterlife and that there, if there is a creator, that that being that she is kind and benevolent. Because yeah. the way I was raised to believe, like pretty much everybody's going to hell. Except for like a small right. percentage of people, and I don't. I choose to like me personally. I'm not telling you what to think. Um, me personally, uh, what the fuck, man? That doesn't seem right. like it's right, and uh, doesn't seem like it's cool. And and uh, I'm hoping that uh, there's another place where this little girl can be. Happy uh, or me whatever, too. You know? Me too. Because um, because either way, it's it fucked is. up. But at least in the scenario where there's an afterlife of happiness, I ho- I hope that you know that she's there. I hope I, I hope everybody's there, dude. Everybody. Um. Even the rest of the sequels. Oh my god! Uh, (laughs) Take that out. Those. Um, Nikki, my good news: astronaut Scott Kelly returned to Earth safely after a year in space. Yeah, we had an astronaut, and and look, um, I'm not sure what they learned. I'd like to read a little bit about the experiments they're doing and stuff. But the dude was on Twitter the whole time, which was cool, and he was uh, up in space for a year. Uh, He came back safely, which is you know that's the most dangerous thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Everybody, everybody can go to space. Not a lot of people can come back. You know, it's a, uh, it's uh yeah. Um, but he came back, uh, met the old president there, President Obama, and uh, it was just good. It was just good news, man. It's good that we have a space program that is still doing things, and um, I hope it continues to. We've talked about that on previous podcasts, but um, yeah, it's uh, that is good, good news. news and positivity in in the air, and uh, and I'm glad to glad to see that. Um, what else is going on, little Nikki? Do you want to talk about anything else before we wrap? No, up? no, I'm good, man. I'm, you know, that's uh, let's wrap it up because uh, it's late and we got to get back to our uh, our other stuff. Got to get back to yeah. our day jobs. Got to get back to our day jobs. Yeah, that's very good. All right, little Nikki. I hope that you have a wonderful evening. And listeners, give us some feedback if you'd like. Give us a review on iTunes. We have some on there already. Um, rate it whatever you want, but it might as well be five stars if you're going to take the trouble to go there. Yeah, okay? yeah. Leave us a review. Yeah, leave us a review on iTunes. You can reach us out, reach out, reach us. Boop. You can reach us, give us a reach around. <laughs> you can give us both a reach. <laughs> Comic Cons Podcast at gmail.com. We're still working on our Facebook page. Uh, we're going to get to that. Um, and um, eventually a website one day. Oh, no, we do have a website. Well, am I crazy? Yeah. We do have a website. It's Comic Cons. Comic Cons. Yep. I'm sorry. Comiccons.leeanddan.net. You can just Google Comic Cons and we'll come up. It'll be yeah. fun. Uh, we'd, love to inter- we'd love to interact with you. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. 
Well, Nikki. If there's anything we said, anything at all, that was offensive or mildly disturbing, or even if it just kind of tickled you in the nether region in the wrong way, remember, it's just fiction. It's just fiction. Hugs and kisses. Whoa! Get party!